Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert, your source for martial arts talk radio. Three, two, one, we're live. Um. <laughs> Alright, I'm just going to shut off this music here real quick. Let's shut that off for a second because for some reason I went on autopilot, folks, and I went on the assumption that I had a mixer. <laughs> which I don't have today um, because, yeah, I made the choice to leave all of my electronics at at Bob's place. But this is what we're going to do, folks. This is what we are going to do. I am going to find a tripod um, or find out where the microphone is on, on this thing. And kind of see if we can get Bob to show up. Bob, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Well, you can hear me, but can anybody else hear me? Well, let's find out. And are they going to be able to hear Michael? I hope so. But I'm going to need everyone out there who's listening, let me know if you can hear Bob. Um. John Lupo says, doesn't modern technology make you flip out and just fling it through a window? Yes. Yes, it does. Um, uh, Janie, can you hear Bob? Janie. (laughs) Janie. Oh, Janie. Hello. Janie, can you hear Bob now? Because I have him. Whoops. I have him on speaker and trying to get his signal up a little bit so anyway yes John (laughs) it it does make me want to fling it out the window but anyway anyhow so tune in a little bit later folks because a little bit later we're going to be talking to Michael Matsuda of the Martial Arts History Museum and he's going to tell us a little bit about the the goings on and the festivities over at Dragon Fest that's that's going to be fun and uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about what you guys think about non-martial artists teaching kids how to kick and punch. So anyway, our phone number here is 347-677-0699. And we're, we're, we're going low tech right now on this particular, on this particular feed. But that's okay. okay. You know what? There is low tech and there's no tech. We have no tech right about now. And then we have no tech. (laughs) And then we have no tech. That's right. Now, our phone line's open at 6.30 p.m. So um, if you're – and if you do call in at 6.30 p.m., please make sure you press 1 to let us know that uh, you want to join the caller queue. Otherwise – uh, phone lines are not going to open until 6.30. Now, if you do call before 6.30 and it's an emergency or it's really, really important, then do do press 1. But other than that, our phone lines will not open until 6.30. I see that some people are already what? trying to call. Sorry, folks, I can't, answer, I can't uh, get to the phone lines until 6.30 unless it's really important. 
Yes, Bob. Go ahead. What is Janie answering no to? Is she is she still not able to hear me? Uh, we can't hear Bob. Oh, suck. Let's see here. Um. Oh, so I got something from Thaddeus Kozakowski. He says, hey, Rustita, I only have a second. I just wanted to say hi and let you know I'll be back in the Puget Sound around September 20th. Warm regards, Ted K. Hanchi Judon. Thank you, Hanchi, for for letting me know about that. Looking forward to that. Okay, so <clears throat> let's let me try something different. You guys still can't hear Bob at all? You guys can hear me, though, right? Do I have to put the speaker all the way up to my microphone? That would be stupid. <laughs> this looks idiotic. Say something, Bob. Something, Bob. Can you hear me now? Okay. <laughs> but only if, only if I hold this stupid speaker up to my microphone. That's... <laughs> what? Oh. I know. I know this is stupid. Okay. You know... This is what I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to go downstairs and get a different. <laughs> no, actually, what I'm going to do is I'm going to rebroadcast this on my phone because it'll be better that way. So hold on, folks. Okay. Hold on. We will rebroadcast on my phone because... The mic is better. Go figure. Go. Four oh eight. Is that is is that somebody calling from Arizona? Four oh eight. Ah, uh, yeah. I have no idea who that is, but all right. So <clears throat> this is what we're gonna do, folks. Um, hold on tight. Sorry about this. Hold on tight. I'm gonna go back on. Um. And what I'm going to do is set up my phone. So we're going to end this feed right now. And we're going to get back on the phone. And uh, that would because the mic's a little better on my phone. And we'll broadcast that way. Okay, folks? So don't go away. We'll be right back. Sorry about that. So don't go away. Get on my page, Restita de Jesus, to see the uh to see the next live feed here in a few minutes so don't go away we're stopping streaming right now to get into the second part (laughs) on my phone don't go away are you sure you want to stop the stream yes all right so this is what we're gonna do bob we are gonna let's see here we're going to get off of this, and we are going to go to my phone. You know, I, I just I know. had an epiphany. What's that? I, does it count? Now think about this. Does it count as, as saving someone's life if you just refrain from killing them? That's a good one. (laughs) Hold on a sec. We are live. Live on. Sorry, folks. Uh, Stupid. (laughs) 
<laughs> Technical difficulties. Uh, talk radio. This is what happens with a live show. That's right. There's no take two? Nope. Nope. Open floor discussion today. Tonight. But now that I'm home, though, I can hear my wife's sighs and her and her rolling her <laughs> eyes and her shaking her head at me. <laughs> okay. Let's try this again. Let's see. Where do I put stuff? All right, folks. So, whoops. Sorry. Wrong way. So, we're live right here on Dynamic Dojo. We're live. We're here. Talk radio. We're live. We're here. Now, now tell me if y'all can hear Bob. That would can you hear me now? Can you hear him now? Can you hear him now? What? Hello. What? Okay. So, Sorry about that stupid, uh, the stupid uh, technical difficulties, but you know. All right, so we are back, and I need everyone to tell me whether or not you guys can hear Bob. <clears throat> so, Bob, tell can everybody you hear me? the question. What? Tell everybody the question that you asked me while we were briefly off the air. Well, you know, every once in a while I have this epiphany, and I was wondering, does it count? In saving someone's life, if you just refrain from killing them. <laughs> That's my thought of the day. <laughs> you know? <laughs> what do you guys think? Is it saving somebody's life if you just refrain from killing them? <laughs> Janie says, yes, there he is. John Lupo says, yes, Bob, we can hear you. Oh, man. Pretty funny. All right. So, whoops. Now I just got to, here, look at my look at my wall, folks. <laughs> I just got to find something to lean this on. So that way. Now, can but you, you know see me strange. if I go like this? Now, do... Or am I sideways? Am I sideways? Am I sideways if I go like this? Because, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It hasn't changed for me yet. But doing oh, it on okay. your phone, you're like in our face. You're like, your face is like huge. But I need to know if we are, yeah, I'm sideways. Damn it. <laughs> you know, the sucky thing is, you know what I hate about some phones where they have like the charging port, like underneath. So when you like set it on something, it doesn't sit flat. Makes no effing sense to me. Right. But yeah, makes no effing sense. But you know, anyway, here we are. Here we are. Oh, here we go. This will work, I think. Let's see. All right. So, Sifu Bob asks, is it, uh, is, it, uh, is it saving somebody's life if you just refrain from killing them? So let us know what you, let us know what you think. <laughs> so tune in a little bit later, <clears throat> folks, because... We are going to be talking to Michael Matsuda of the Martial Arts History Museum, and uh, he's going to be telling us a little bit about the festivities at Dragon Fest and stuff like that. Now, we're going to also open up the floor for open floor discussion. Our phone number here is 347 677 0650. 
888-346-9999. All right. So what's been going on in your neck of the woods there, Bob? Not much. You know, it's been cooling off. You know, we we should talk a little bit about last weekend. You know, you were down here. We had the potluck. We had your birthday dinner, that sort of thing. The potluck was unbelievable. It was yeah. so fun. Uh, we had a lot of good food, a lot of good people. We had probably 40, 45 people there. It was a, a lot of fun. But now you and I discussed this. I didn't get a chance, not because I got interrupted or anything, but I didn't get a chance to finish my story because I forgot. Oh, yeah. Uh, right. Remember, you you know how, like, last month I threw my back out just by getting – actually, it's been two months now. I got up off yeah. the damn couch. I just <laughs> stood up. My back went south. So my my wife, you know, in her concerning manner, looks at me and says, are you okay? I look back mm-hmm. at her. And I see the the expression in her face that says volumes to me, speaks volumes. It looks. Right. To, I looked at her, and you see it in her eyes. Are you kidding me, dumbass? <laughs> that's what you dumbass. You know, that's what after marriage you for thirty one years. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, it starts off. Good morning, dumbass. That's how. It, <laughs> that's how the conversation starts. Now, the other part of that story is. As an Uber and Lyft driver, a couple weeks later, somebody had left something in my car. Now, okay. we, do, we make our attempts to get, the, to get things back to the passengers that are stupid enough. Oh, did I say that out loud? Yes, stupid <laughs> enough to leave stuff in my car. A couple weeks ago, I had somebody leaving a wallet in my car with $800 in it. What? How stupid can you be? What? So this gentleman, and now, yeah. So this guy leaves wow. something in my car. By the time I got a hold of him, he was out of the country. So he said, just forget Uh-oh, it. And sucks. this happened to be a cane, right? And I, I, I said, oh, good, honey. I can finally get rid of that cane. And she looks at me. She smirks a little bit. And she says, I don't think you should. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. God. Tony Collins is listening. He says, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Tony. How you doing, man? All right. So our phone line's open at 6.30 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. Our phone number here is 347-677-0699. It is open floor at the dojo today. And we're going to be talking about such subjects such as non-martial artists teaching kids how to kick and punch. But with that, uh, with that said, that's going to all start at about 6.30 or so. We're running a little bit behind because of technical difficulties. What else is new? So let's get on with the show. So, Bob, who do you have for birthdays? As I kind of Well, I only have a couple my this camera week, which is, usually, which is un- unusual for me. Usually I have a whole bunch of them. But uh-huh. Today is Grandmaster Eric Lee's birthday, the king of Kaka, the one who put music in forms in the early 70s. That's right. Uh, His birthday is today. Uh, A good friend of mine on on Facebook, Sherry Lynch, her birthday is on the 1st. And on the 4th, we have Fran Joseph Potit, which is the widow of the late great martial artist uh, 
and Bruce Lee's student, Jerry Poteet, that passed away right. a couple of years ago. Yeah, bless his soul. Sorry about this, folks. I gotta, I have to uh, adjust the camera here. Here we go. I guess that's okay. Anyway, we got Gerald Okamura watching us. Hi, Gerald. Speaking of dragons, hey, Gerald. the founder watching right here. And I just want to remind people, you want to call 347-677-0699. Please don't call my personal cell phone because it will freeze my Facebook feed right now because it's because because we're on my phone. So try not to call now me we, that way. Now that he's listening, we do have to give another interview and a bunch of pictures with right. Gerald Akamora next weekend. Exactly. You like I called you out, Gerald. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we will. We're we're gonna get with you, Gerald. So we're looking forward to seeing you next weekend. All right, birthdays. Let's move on to birthdays, everybody. Who do you have on your on your end for birthdays? You do realize I just did them, right? Oh, you just did them. Okay, yeah, you did. Okay, I've got a couple of wow. mine here. More than a couple. Sorry, I was just like fixing stuff okay so today the 30th we've got uh, one of my previous students who's now a doctor dr raf bakamatsu and also michael a antus uh tomorrow we've got a a colleen a filipino martial arts brother of mine daniel rola on the first of august we've got michael a divini on the second janine de guzman and on the third, we've got Rivalin Aquino Soria Patrick, a childhood friend of mine, uh, Pete Swider, and uh, Steve Angela Lee. And on the fifth, a student of mine, Steve Grant. Um, it's also the birthday of uh, Marvin Hewlett, Bilal Alin, and uh, Shihan Thaddeus Kozagowski, who actually wrote in just a little bit ago, and Bill Kortenbach. So for everyone having a birthday this week, this tune's for you. Hola. Yeah. It's your birthday. We're here to party and sing to you. He's from me. Hope you are bueno. The fun will reign the whole day through. From the Gulf to the mountains, the city lights and fountains. We hope your birthday's excellent. You are another year older, so perhaps you should be generally awesome. Cause today is your day. Hola, you deserve a grand fiesta and later on fiesta and the best of everything. Sí, señor. <laughs> All right. So happy birthday, everyone. Make it a great birthday week. Don't party too hard now. We've got a lot of people watching. We've got uh, Katrina Belcher watching. We've got Tifu Carl Totten watching. And he also is excited for Dragon Fest. Everybody's excited for Dragon Fest. We've also got Rick Bear watching. We've also we've got, also got George watching. We've also got Ivan watching. We've got a bunch of people watching. And I just want to remind people, the phone lines don't open until 6.30. Sorry. So even if you press 1.00. Before 6.30 or before this segment is over, I cannot answer the phone unless it is an emergency. And 
I can't see what kind of an, an emergency there would be to call him. Oh, my God. Show. I just figured out, you know who you just sounded like? Oh, my God. This is going to show who? my age. You sound like Hobo Kelly. Hobo Kelly? <laughs> I don't even know who that is. I see Robbie. <laughs> And oh my God! Oh. Really? <laughs> oh 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 oh! Remember them you know, looking in that looking glass? I see Robbie you know, and I see so, Stewart. Now was that a was that a <laughs> national thing? Well, no, hold on. Was that a national thing, or or yes. you know, kind of like you know, um, yeah? Because you know, we had a local guy here in the Pacific Northwest, and his name was J.P. Patches. He was a, basically a clown that lived at the city dump. And every morning, he would look into the ICU2 uh, ICU TV, and he would announce kids' birthdays. And I would hang there on the TV waiting for them to announce my birthday on the 13th. And finally, one year he did, and I was just so, so happy. So anyway, uh, Janie says, hey, Rusty, do the phone lines not open until 630? Sorry about being being a smartass. I I missed the smartass point. <laughs> so, and John Lupo goes, does running out of booze count as an emergency? Yes, yes, John. Yes, yes, absolutely. It depends. If oh, I did already I say have that one out loud martini, again? yeah, you did. So you know, if I've already had one martini and there's no more vodka for vodka martinis, it's an emergency. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, but we are running a little bit behind, folks, because of the stupid technical difficulties. But that's okay. Um, we're, we're just going to go through this real quickly. All right, announcements. And, uh, well, you know, on our notes, Bob, I had said that, you know, we're going to talk about Dragon Fest. But you know what? Let's just let Michael, Michael Matsuda of the Martial Arts History Museum, talk to us about Dragon Fest. So, yes. um with that said, what I want to do is uh, just put a shout-out out there about the Pacific Association of Women's Martial Artists. Um, I'm, this is my last year on the board of directors for the Pacific Association of Martial Artists. And uh, what I want to do is announce this year's event. So um, Pacific Association of Women Martial Artists, also known as PAMA, is going to have its annual training camp. September 15th through the 18th, right here in the Pacific Northwest on beautiful Vashon Island. Um, it's called Camp Campbell, um, and uh, we're going to be on Vashon Island. And um, there is still time to register, folks, and there is still um, lodging available at Camp Campbell. However, here's the lineup of some of the nation's greatest women martial arts instructors that will be teaching this year. All right, we've got Sifu Emmy Highsmith and Sifu Mariko Highsmith um, that are going to be going over um, choreographing a, a kata. So how to how to properly choreograph a kata for competition or for um, open form, um, how to throw in advanced kicks and kicking combos and and um, stuff like that. They're they're also going to be teaching conditioning and games for martial artists. We've also got Sifu Melinda Johnson, who will be teaching Kajukembo Street Fighting Combinations 1 and 2 and Kajukembo Sticky Hands. We've got Julie Kirby, <clears throat> um, a Gracie Jiu-Jitsu practitioner, who's going to be addressing the, the side position, uh, the back mount, and uh, Gracie Jiu-Jitsu sparring. 
We've also got Sensei Delina Fuchs and Sensei Narissa Freeman. Their classes are self-care for all martial artists, for all martial artists, and uh, Saruto Kumo no Maki. Um, I'm not quite sure what that means, but it has to deal with uh, jiu-jitsu and no gi throws. So, Master Ch- Terry Giamartino, uh, Giamartino is going to be teaching weapons defense and setting up an anti-bullying program in your community or for your own studio. Shifukori, great. Internal and external martial arts, exploring the opposites. Um, another class called, called Keeping the Teacher Teaching and Eight Styles of Learning. Sifu Debbie Leong is going to be teaching Tai Chi Fundamentals through Cloud Hands, um, Bagua Zhang, and uh, Tai Chi Fan. Sifu Michelle Miller is going to, is going to teach Six Harmony Sword, uh, Siulam Sparring Set. Ooh, I want to take that class. <laughs> um, and uh, and uh, Pilates Mat Work. Um, she's also, also going to be teaching low-level force solutions for self-defense, contact referencing, and – oh, wait, no, 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 that's somebody else. Sorry. Sensei Laurie O'Connell is going to be teaching low-level force uh, solutions for self-defense, contact referencing, a Western fencing concept applied to unarmed martial arts. Uh, she's also going to be addressing the open guard practical applications for self-defense and competition. <clears throat> it's going to be great to see uh, – Sifu Lori again. Sifu Jen Resnick is going to be teaching Daoyin Qigong. Oh, I want to take that class. And uh, Xingyi Negong and Finding Your Alignment. Uh, Contra Mestra Tigresa is going to be uh, teaching, is going to be having uh, three classes, Capoeira Regional 101, Capoeira Regional 201, and Introduction to Makulele. And Sifu Zoe Zotig is going to be teaching about quick hands. So that's what's, what's going to be going. So for all you women martial artists out there, women warriors out there that have not heard of the Pacific Association of Women Martial Artists, um, you're, the, our camps are not limited to people of the Pacific Coast. People from all over the country come to these camps, and I invite you to give it a shot. So come out to, to camp September 15th through 18th. Go to PAWMA.org for more information and to register. So lots of great classes. from. Now, I have a question for you, though. I have, some, I have a question for you. What's that? Did, did, you read the, did you read that from a list? Did you read the uh, instructions from a list? Yes. Well, are are there any are are there any missing? Maybe you forgot to mention. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be teaching night. I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> and there's also one more on top of that. You may have yeah. just forgot. I did. I well, I skipped it, and I thought, okay, I'm gonna say it afterwards, and I completely forgot. I'm gonna be teaching knife throwing at this camp, and it's going to be badass. So come on out, folks. I might bring a few bull whips so that way, you know, we can uh, bull whip after lunch or after dinner or whatever. But, you know, if you have your own bull whip, if you're attending the Palma camp this year, bring it, bring it. And let's crack some whips after dinner or what have you, or after lunch or during break or wherever. <clears throat> All right. We've got Robbie Lee watching. We've also got Cecil no, wait, wait a minute. watching. You're, you mean you're, you're not missing one more? Oh, shoot. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I read it. 
I read it off of the list, and they haven't added her yet. We've added. Sorry, Kat. We've added Kathy Long to our teaching list, and the reason why we added Kathy to the teaching list this um, uh, this year was we realized we needed something with a little more. I don't even. I I got to put this correctly. We technically were looking for hard style, whether it was karate or kickboxing or Muay Thai, something a little more hard hitting, right? Well, we couldn't find any uh, karate people. Um, So I was called and they said, hey, do you think you can get Kathy Long to teach this year? I said, well, I'll see how that works. So I talked to Kat and uh, she agreed she'd be delighted to teach for Pama this year. And she's going to be teaching three classes. She's going to teach kickboxing basics as her first class and um, kickboxing combinations um, and how to, how to utilize blocks, slips, weaves, and rolls. And finally, how to, how to tie in everything with uh, your combinations into kickboxing sparring. So we will have Kathy Long teaching for Pama this year also yeah and hopefully when i go to palma i'll actually have my brain about me and uh janie says taekwondo here wink wink so janie you know what you should do is for next year you should apply to teach for palma it doesn't matter that you're from you're from kentucky or whatever because technically you're a california girl so you should apply and uh then we go from there so there we go. Um, yeah, but they must have to make some concessions for people in Kentucky. Meals, something. Say you, well, yeah. You, you might have to say you might have to say y'all after every sentence. Right. <laughs> right. Now let me see here. Um, or or tobacco. That's a good one. Those people say tobacco. Tobacco. Tabacky. You might have you might have to load up on some spittoons though as well. <laughs> oh, what happened? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry, sorry. something something happened there. <laughs> Jamie's uh, probably saying, "I'm going to fly out just to kick the shit out of Bob now." Hey, we got Spidey Morris, and uh, Spidey says, "Never forget my Kathy Long." Uh, you know, I'm sorry. I was reading off of the list and completely forgot that me and Kat were, were actually teaching. <laughs> I know. That's what I was so, here for. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so yeah, um, Kathy Long will be teaching. I'll be teach. She'll be doing kickboxing and uh, yeah, you know, so don't miss that chance. Learn from a five-time world kickboxing champion. And if you want to throw knives, bring your throwing knives, come on out to Palma and I'll be teaching, teaching how to throw. And if you already know how to throw, we're going to up your game a little bit and we're going to up your distance a little bit and uh, teach you how to throw no spin and from the blade, throwing from the blade. <clears throat> All right. Whew. We are, we are late. <laughs> we are late. So, um, Hey Bob, what is Michael Matsuda's um, first three digits of his phone number? He's the last one on the list. Oh, okay. Great. So why don't we do this real quick folks? Let's uh shoot. I love it when I love it when people uh text me. I love it when people text me and my feed goes berserk. Oh, so why crap, that was, I wasn't thinking about yeah. that. Yeah. 
Yeah, right? So why don't we do this, folks? Let's go ahead and take a really short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Michael Matsuda of the Martial Arts History Museum and the host of this year's Dragon Fest 2017. So don't go away, folks. We'll be right back after this. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Dear parents, much of what we learn in this world comes directly from you. Whatever your message is, it will become part of us forever. Please teach us to accept one another. Teach us to respect one another. Please, do not fill our minds with hatred. Do not expose us to bigotry. Do not teach us to judge each other by race, religion, orientation, or the color of our skin. Teach us the concept of tolerance. Teach us to understand one another. Teach us to accept people of different cultures and persons with different beliefs than yours. Please help us to create a world where every man, woman, and child is treated equally. Dear parents, please don't teach us words of hate. We learn from you every moment. If you use certain words which might be hurtful to others, we will repeat that word. Please don't show us acts of hate. If you act against people of different faiths, we will repeat your actions. Dear parents, we are your children. And we are relying on you to help us create a world where every person is tolerant of one another. Inside this little Burbank building, this is the first museum in the world dedicated to martial arts. It, it really reflects on the style and the, the philosophy of each and every different culture. White eyebrow kung fu, monkey kung fu, the animal styles, Shaolin. Talking about the ninja here. Japan had the samurai. Here we go into our Korean section. In fact, every corner of Asia and the Pacific has its own martial art. It'll be an absolute shame if one day you ask a kid and he doesn't know who Bruce Lee is. From the history of the Japanese samurai to the artistry of anime, enjoy a look into Asian culture by visiting the Martial Arts History Museum in Burbank. Hi, this is Frank Duke. This is T. Douglas Wong. Hi, this is Kumu Lua, Michelle Manu, and you're listening to Rosita and Bob on the Dynamic Dojo Radio Show. The only place to be to get the real scoop on the real things that are going on in the martial arts world. Do you have an idea for a guest or a topic that you'd like to hear on the Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio Show? If you do... You can email your suggestions and ideas to dynamic dojo radio host at gmail.com or you can also post it on the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert, your source for martial arts talk radio. All right, folks, and we are back. If you're just now tuning in, this is Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio with Ristita and Robert. It is about 6.35 p.m., and we're running about five minutes late. But our phone number here is 347-677-099. It's open floor. 
at the Dynamic Dojo. So we're going to be talking about the other assorted stuff after we get done talking with our uh, next guest. So, Bob, you have the honors of introducing our guest for this time. Bob, where are you? Oh, there we go. Uh, he's had a check. So he's been on the show a couple times promoting his events, and he took this uh, event that you're coming down. To. Uh, that'll be that's funny. You're going to be here two out of three weeks. That's that's really cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so help me welcome uh, Michael Matsuda to the show, and he's going to talk a little bit about next weekend's festivities. Michael. Hey guys, how you doing? Pretty good. good. Pretty good. Thanks for joining us. Excellent, so what's going on for so Dragon well. Fest next weekend? We're excited. I is bet you're ne- excited, Michael. Is it next weekend already? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't, for real. I can't believe all the preparation and everything, and here it is. Here it is, you know? man. Here it is. Man. So it's so going to be a very exciting event. Right. Well, you know, I'm, I'm so excited about it. This is a, the 13th year overall of Dragon Fest, nine years with Gerald Kimura, and this is the fourth year with the museum. So we're very excited to keep the tradition that Gerald Kimura started alive for many more generations to come, and uh, I'm very excited about this event. You know, it's going to be a blast. It's going to be a reunion. Tickets are selling like crazy this year. Our venue nice. is much bigger, twice as big as last year. And um, wow. we're going to be packed. And we're going to be packed, so it's going to be nice. 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 It's going to be awesome. Now, what time does it start? How long, do, how long does it go on the 5th? Uh, it starts at 11 o'clock. It's open to the public at 11. And it ends about 6 o'clock or whenever we can get everybody out of there. <laughs> but uh, uh, vendors can check in at 9 o'clock. And then people who buy their tickets online... Uh, can also come in early at 9 o'clock and hang out with the vendors and bug them and don't let them put their stuff up. (laughs) (laughs) Right on. Very cool. Now, we've got like a lot of great stuff uh, that's on the list, at least the list that I saw as far as entertainment and stuff like that. Can you tell us, uh, give give, uh, our listeners a little bit of a insight as to who's going to be making an appearance and what kind of stuff that we can expect at Dragon Fest this Saturday? Oh, yeah, no problem at all, no problem at all. A uh, couple of things, um, you know, the unlike the old Dragon Fest, um, this one is more geared around the museum. So rather than just mm-hmm. focusing on just celebrities, uh, we try to focus on the four areas of the museum, which is history. So we have mm-hmm. historical people there. Uh, film, mm-hmm. so we have producers, film producers and directors. Uh, animation, so we have a whole bunch of animation guys. And then, of nice. course, culture. We have uh, cultural performances. So uh, looking at cultural performances, we have the Filipino dancing, uh, the tinkling nice. dance, you know, the bamboo dance on there. And they're gonna, mm-hmm. it's an audience participation, so we're going to bring the audience up there to do some dancing with us, which is kind of cool. Nice. Yeah, that'll be uh, great. Psycho drums. Yeah, yeah. So I want to make this very interactive, so which is kind of neat. You know, that'd be fun. Um, yeah. We have a Japanese taiko, um, a Chinese uh, lion dancing, you know, from Buxom Kong's group. We have uh, Hawaiian hula dancing. And then uh, nice. we have a sumo, 
excuse me, we have a sumo performance on stage in which he's going to challenge uh, someone small <laughs> or something. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're going to have oh. a samurai sword cutting on stage, so that'll be nice. Wow, who's gonna be who's gonna be doing that? Is that gonna be Dana Abbott or what? Who's gonna be cutting? That'll be Matthew Lynch, a senior student of Obata. So oh, he'll be there oh. slicing and dicing along with um, Anthony DeLongas. They'll both be slicing and dicing. Really, Anthony's gonna be there. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, very, very, very cool. Yeah, yeah. And then, that, and then we cool. have uh, a couple of demos. You know, a couple of martial arts demos. Uh, um, Vin Ciceri from the new show uh, Call Me uh, Call Vinny and uh, uh-huh. a couple other minor performances so that might be pretty cool we're going to do a presentation on stage to the military to the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard American Legion, we're having a special thing for them up there, so that's going nice. to be very nice in regard to performances and then we're going to have a series of panels on uh, the you know kickboxing panel, Kathy Long, you know Cecil Peoples, Ben Yukides, Don Wilson, and then we have a Kung Fu in America uh, panel up on stage. Uh, Doug Wong, you know Carl Totten, and many others. Jerry Lamb, Leo Fong, and then wow, uh, nice. you know different things. Book author panels. We're going to have Chris Ford, R. Camacho for this new book, uh, Carl Totten. So it's going to be a bunch of panels on stage, an anime panel. Paul Wee, Christoph Voucher, and Jerome Liu, and then we'll be on there. Wow. So that'll be kind of neat, you know. Wow. So that, that's it in performance-wise. <laughs> wow. Don't miss this, folks. And if you haven't gotten your tickets for Dragon Fest yet and you're in the California area, just go to dragonfestexpo.com, get your tickets, get them now. Um, and also on the 6th, the day after Dragon Fest, there is a special Dragon Fest of v- VIP um, event at the Martial Arts Museum, um, which you can get a ticket to. Anyone can go to. You can get a ticket to when you buy your ticket for Dragon Fest. So, can you tell our listeners a little bit about the what the VIP event is going to be about? Oh, sure, sure. Uh, the VIP event is, uh, you know, we want people to not just. Uh, we want to make it a two-day event. You know, not to just right. fly in for one day and then leave. I wanted to for them to enjoy it and especially enjoy the museum. So mm-hmm. the VIP event will be a red carpet event at the museum. We're going to have food. We're going to have uh, all the celebrities there. Uh, many of the celebrities uh, that are coming at, to Dragon Fest will also be there. Don Wilson, Cynthia Rothrock, Ben Ukitas, all those people will be coming. And this way you can hang out with them more of a one-on-one kind of thing. They'll talk a little bit, you know, and they'll sell some of their stuff. But it'll be a nice time to to hang out, you know. Especially all the vendors will be there, and right. it'll be a nice time to enjoy fellowship with everybody and pictures, take pictures with all the stars, and you know, in, the, in front of you know the museum and all that. So that's going to be a really fun evening. Uh, it's all the way again from eleven to six, and that way people can see the museum. So because a lot of people mm-hmm. fly in just for the event, but now they can see the museum as well. Right on. And if, if anybody out there has books that some of the, the celebrities are going to be there. Bring them. Have them sign them oh, while yeah. you're there. Yeah. yeah you know, you know. And, you know, my wife was in charge of getting food for that event. I don't, Michael, to this day, I still do not know how she does it. Rusty, we got a Thai place I never took you to that uh-huh. is actually opening just to cook us some food, and they're going to deliver mm-hmm. it to the museum. Yeah. She's well, amazing. She She's amazing. It. 
You know, wow. you're married to an amazing person, uh, Robert. Oh God, I'm thank bowing. God she's not here. That there'd be there'd be no no living I'm with bowing. her. But Rusty <laughs> knows that. <laughs> Let me uh, throw a couple of the names uh, of people who will be there as well, if you don't mind. Um, sure, please. Uh, Joe Montaigne from Criminal Minds will be there. Uh, Michael Jaiwai, you know, accomplished actor. Uh, Loyota and uh, Chinso Machida from the UFC. Wow. Uh, Robin <clears throat> Shaw will be there. Uh, Cynthia Rothrock, Don Wilson, Simon Ree, Ben Ukitas, James Liu, Art Camacho, Shasha Mitchell, uh, Gerald Kimura, Leo Fong, Takaboda, Eric Lee, uh, Kerry Ogawa Wong, um, uh, Herbert Jefferson, Boomer from the Battlestar Galactica, uh, Albert mm-hmm. Leong, uh, Doug Wong, uh, Ralph Castro, June Castro, and many, many more. Will also be there to uh, celebrate, and and that'll be a fun time. You know, how often can you get the opportunity to everybody, all these big figures in history and film and everything in one place? You know, right? Uh, this is a rare opportunity. Like Robert says, bring your book, bring whatever. You know, this is that wonderful yeah. opportunity, and and especially the whole thing is to raise funds for the museum. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Let's uh, raise funds for the museum, folks, and and uh, you know it's it's to help the museum get into a bigger venue, right? This has been your dream for yes. a while, right, Michael? To oh, get yeah, the museum into a <laughs> yeah, long time. It's been Michael's dream for a long time to get into a bigger venue, because you know what, the Marshall right. Artistic Museum, right. folks, is you know it's got so much cool stuff, and Michael's got like a bunch of stuff in storage still. And you know, let's let's get it out there. Let's get it let's let's get it displayed and stuff and let's let's help get a new space, a bigger venue for the martial arts history and museum. There there are going to be some very influential people here. Uh we've got the one of the presidents of Disney's coming out. We've got the Cusimano family coming out. They're big time developers here in the city of Burbank. Uh we've got some of the city council coming out. It's gonna be a good day. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and Definitely. we have all the executives from Al Ray Network will be there too. Yeah, which will nice. be really nice. True. Nice. Now, Janie, uh, Janie uh, had uh, had just commented on our live feed. She says you need to have another twenty-four hour telethon. We will, Janie. We will. It's just a matter of when Michael wants that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have two twelve-hour days. There you go. No, no, it's that we need to have 48 days, 48 hours. 48 one-hour days. Let's do that. (laughs) (laughs) On the video, I'm fainting. I'm going, (laughs) (laughs) So, but, yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. That was tough. <laughs> but, you know, this whole this whole thing, you know, is is this is a charity event. You know, uh, the museum is a nonprofit, five hundred one c three charity, and and you know, there's so much wonderful history, but without a museum, all that great history is going to be lost. And and right. we need we need a bigger place to house all this. You know, we really do. We need a theater. We need a workout area. We need a store. We need a you know a bigger place to have all the artifacts, and that way we can have something we can be really, really proud of that will last for many, many generations. And, and we can do it. We can do it. We're such a huge group, the martial arts community. And if we just all get together and just commit a little bit, uh, we can do it. I know we can. I know we can. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you Absolutely. know what, Rusty? 
he, Michael also mentioned that in the me- new media room, once once they move into a bigger place, they're going to have uh-huh. big old cutouts of us holding microphones. There you go. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? Well, <laughs> you come in and we're great? just sitting there with these microphones, with these throwing up shaka signs, you know? <laughs> 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 so what else it. has been added, Michael? What what? I know you added a uh, a couple things. A couple guys may not be coming because they got they got other gigs. Now the d- main difference between the old Dragon Fest, y- y- you know, I was at the old Dragon Fest. It was a great event. Gerald did an amazing job. But yeah, there were old time actors and actresses, y- you know, that had nothing to do with the arts. There was Greg Evigan. Uh, people like that. Uh, the Rock was there one year when he was still known as The Rock, and not Dwayne Johnson. Uh, hmm. it, 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 the Dragon Fest are way different. Uh, both of them have, have their plays, and it's just a great event to go to. Uh, the technology, though, that, that has come along between, between Gerald and Michael is, is totally different. Mm-hmm. You know, with with the scanning of the tickets and buying them in advance, and the Facebook and the free marketing we get, it's going to be a, a an amazing event. Now we did have an old time actor recently added from a a show that that was in the fifties with with Fred Gwynn called Car Fifty Four. Where mm-hmm. are you? Mm-hmm. Which is going to be really cool. Hey, uh, t- tell us a little bit about him since he just got added, Michael. Yeah, uh, uh, through Dr. Bob, uh, Hank Garrett uh, has come on board, and he was in the old uh, TV series Car 54, and uh, that was back in the 50s, I think, or 60s, yeah, and he still looks the same. I don't know if that's good or bad, but he still looks the same. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the guy is amazing for his age. He's just incredible. Now, let's talk a little bit. What? How did it come about being that you're going to have such a military presence this year? Well, you know, thanks to the Cusimano family and uh, Vince Cesare and uh, Joe Montagna, we were working with those guys, and we wanted to do something to uh, appreciate our, our military forces. And so mm-hmm. that's what we did. We contacted all of them, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, everybody, and uh, we are going to have a booth for them. And uh, they're going to bring us a big crowd, and uh, I think it's a nice tribute that we do that. So we're going to do a presentation on stage and do that. And Colonel Friend will be there. Colonel Friend is from the Tuskegee Airmen. Uh, the Red wow. Tail is one of the last survivors, and he'll be there. I think he's 90-something. And uh, yeah, we'll do a re- nice remember him, Rusty? Yeah. We met him at him. the USA Hall of Fame. Great guy. Yeah. And story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is Rusty the guy you Stoll. want to meet. Yeah. Yeah. He's awesome. Yeah, so that's going to be nice. And then when uh, Jerry Baxter is going to sing the national anthem for us, so that's going to be really nice. Nice. Very you cool. You know, there's going to be, of course, Vince is going to be doing a martial arts demonstration. What's really cool is Angie Abadmancia, that's going to do, be doing the hula, is also going, going to be showing the techniques from, from the hula. The, the martial application of the hula, mm-hmm. which is going to be awesome. 
Yeah, yeah, that's going to be great. And, you know, um, this year we have, uh, last year we had about maybe 50-something vendors. This year we have 102 vendors, so which is great. A lot of new vendors. Uh, we're going to have a bunch of T-shirt companies. They're going to be giving away T-shirts. I know Superior T-shirts will have a wheel, and you can get a free shirt. And uh, Bruce T will be there, and they're going to throw some free shirts out. And Tradition is going to throw free shirts out there. So we're going to have a lot of giveaways. You know, one thing I loved at other conventions that you go, you get a bag, and then you shove your stuff in the bag, you know, which is kind of cool. Right. And uh, mm-hmm. this year we're going to kind of have that. You know, we don't have any bag. That would be nice if we did. But uh, you can start shoving stuff in there, which would be nice. Nice. And, you know, it's going to be real special. You know, I have to say we we have grown Dragon Fest, you know, to bigger and bigger every place we go. And now it's mm-hmm. 10,000 square feet. And it's just the beauty of, of doing that and bringing people together and having a, a convention for the martial arts, which we love so much. And mm-hmm. what better thing to have, you know, besides the museum, is to have a convention celebrating that. So everybody get together and sell their products and see what's new and what movies are out and see your old friends. And it's just a blast. I really enjoy doing it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Now, Michael, let, let's talk about a little bit about the growth because Rusty and I remember the first Dragon Fest that you did uh, three years ago, and mm-hmm. there was a time we could not see the other side of the room. There were so many yeah. people. So yeah. let's yeah. talk a little bit about the growth of the attendance through the, throughout the, the first three because I think you said you had like 1,250 1,250 people for the fir- very first one you brought back. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's grown considerably. Uh, I don't know how of all the figures of the exact amount. We do our best to guesstimate, you know what I mean? <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, every year it has outgrown each place. That's kind of how you can measure it easily. We've got, we've, first place was like 4,000 or something square feet, a little bit less than that. And then the next place was almost 5,000 square feet, and we've outgrown that. And now at this place, I'm even looking at this place, which is 10,000 square feet, with all the booths, and I said, we're not even here. We're outgrowing it. I know it already, wow. you know. We are expecting wow. a huge crowd at this one. And, uh, you know, people have been so generous. Uh, you know, Auto Club ran an ad for us, which has never happened before for a Dragon Fest. You know, a nice ad for, in their magazine. KBC has been running ads two to three times a week for us on, on TV. And mm-hmm. uh, we been, we came out in the Burrank Leader today or yesterday and uh, we're coming out in the Daily News, and we're getting such wonderful coverage for that that we didn't have those opportunities before. And uh, mm-hmm. so I think, and then with a bigger venue, we're going to have a, a huger, larger crowd. So uh, I can already tell just by the sales, the pre-sales already, we've quadrupled what we had in the last year. So it's going to be a big event. <laughs> wow. wow. And you know, Rusty, what's, what's really cool about this place is that you know, there's a partition wall up, and and how many thousand square feet can this expand even further, Michael? Like it has like another eight thousand square feet on top of the ten we already have. Oh yeah, yeah. The next room is about uh, next to us is about I think it's eight thousand square feet, and then the next room after that's another uh, four thousand square feet. So wow. by next year, I'm hoping if this one does well, we're going to take the next room. So we're going to add another 8,000 square feet. So that's like almost 18,000 square feet. <laughs> so 
It's going to be really hey, huge. <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be huge. So, you know, folks, you know, get on your computer right now. Dragonfestexpo.com. Get your tickets. If you're in, in in the sunny state of California, go to Dragon Fest. It it is turning into one of the biggest, if not the biggest, martial art convention in on the West Coast. Um, so, you know, come on, folks. Come on out and come on out to Dragon Fest. Now, I remember hearing about Dragon Fest <clears throat> years ago when, um, when Gerald Okamura was doing it. And I thought to myself mm-hmm. back then, looking through Black Belt Magazine and Inside Kung Fu, going, yeah, I really want to go to this convention. I really want to go. So, you know, I mean, this, this is a dream come true for me, man. You know, <laughs> going to Dragon Fest. Right. Hey, we got Bob Robinson watching. How you doing, Bob? We got Jenny Pless watching. Hi, Jenny. We've got my student Marvin watching. Hi, Marv. How you doing? Who else do we got watching right now? Mario Pastro, Robert Heather, uh, Bonnie Podowski, like, uh, Harold Lind. I can't read. Lindland is watching. Uh, and Donna's watching, and a whole bunch of people are watching. Thanks for watching, folks. We're talking right now about Dragon Fest for um, at least a little bit more, and then we'll get on to our open discussion. Right on. I am so excited for this weekend. Cannot wait. Now, Rusty, can we take a call? Because we've got a, a gentleman from area code 682 that is actually flying in next weekend for Dragon Fest. All right. Let's go ahead and take it. Area code 682. Two six eight two. You're on Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio. Who's this? Area say two. You're on Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio live on the air with Rosita and Robert. Who's this? Hey George. Hey George. How you doing? What up, guys? What up? Hey, what up? What up? So is this true? Now, what George, I hear? George, that- you, oh, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, so is this true what I hear, that you're flying up for Dragon Fest? I am going to try. Oh, nice. That's the best I can say right now. Okay. Okay. Right on. I uh, try to get that, that a very early morning flight, get there, and leave oh dark 30 at night, so. Oh, lordy. <laughs> like, a, uh, that's a, that's a, what do they call those flights where you just turn around? What do they call it? There's a name for that, where you just. Come in and turn around. I forgot. I heard it the other day because one of my students is doing that for work. He's flying into like San Francisco in the morning and then doing a meeting and then flying back at five. It's the I'm red like, eye. Really? Right. Well, I mean, right. well, it's a it's a red eye if it's like early early in the morning. But there's a there's a name for the act of go there and turn around and come right back. Um, there's a name for it. I think I forgot. But anyway. So, we've got, who's watching? We've got Jorge Ramos watching. Hi, Jorge. Mitch Scheimer, how you doing, girl? How you doing? Um, and now, now, Bob, Bob. you, t- you oh, said Bob. something about uh, Bob's calling. Hold on. being a lift driver. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. Oh, wait. No, wait. Hold on. Uh-huh. Bob Robinson is saying 682, but that's George. <laughs> That's George. Okay. Sorry, Bob. I thought you were calling and telling me your area code. That's, so I'm, I'm with it now. So now remember, folks, if you want to talk to us, 
in regards to Dragon Fest, I want to ask Michael some questions, or if you want to talk a little bit later um, for open discussion, make sure you press 1 on your phone keypad or on your Skype keypad or whatever you're calling from, because that'll put you in our caller queue, and that'll let us know that uh, that you want to talk to us. All right. We got area code 717 that's calling. So, area code 717, you're on Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio with Rusty and Robert. Who's this? Hi, that must be me. Yeah. This, this is Stephen Spidey. Hey, Spidey. How you doing, man? Hi. Um, hi, Rusty. Um, yeah, I, uh, I thought I'd call in. I wanted to say hello to uh, Michael Matosuda. And, hi, how are uh, you? Hi. Uh, we have connection on Facebook at times, and uh, I just want to say hello over the phone and say hi. you do a great job as a, uh, a promoter and, of the museum and of Dragon Fest, and uh, I'm honored to have you as a friend on Facebook. So, uh, uh, Thank you, sir. Thank you. It's very kind of you. Yeah, I'm... Uh, hey. I'm I'm. Uh, I'd love to get to Dragon Fest sometime. Uh, one of these days, hopefully. I'm actually going to Who's Who this weekend. Oh, with, nice. Uh, the Wa- the Wallace. So, yeah, I'll be in the book this year. So. Oh um, really? Congratulations. Yep. yep. Yeah, I got in the book this year. So, uh, Bill's on the cover, and uh, Bill's one of the people on the cover. Joe Corley, Grandmaster Corley. Mm-hmm. Um, right on. So. So I just want to say hello, and uh, maybe down the road I'll uh, get to go to Dragon Fest. And, uh, we, oh, hope we, so. also, we hope so. That would be a dream so. of mine. So that would be a dream of mine. So. Yeah. Thank you very we much, guys. So. Bye. You get you get a big cheer for being in the who's who of martial arts. It's a pleasure to meet you, sir. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, I appreciate everybody's support on this. You know, it, I, I must say the museum is not an easy gig. It's a hard road. It's been a very hard road for me. But, uh-huh. you know, this is a passion for all of us. We love the martial arts, and what better way to give back to the arts than to have a museum that will keep that history alive. So uh, Dragon Fest is just one portion of that museum of, uh, you know, bringing people together and, uh, you know, keeping that history alive. So I hope one day we'll be able to meet mm-hmm. at your Dragon Fest. Yeah. We'd oh, I'd I, love I, to meet I you in so. person, Spidey. Yeah. I'd love to meet now, you in Michael, person. Now, Michael, there's something coming out uh, from uh, Art Camacho has a new book, and he will be signing it, and copies will be available at Dragon Fest. Can you tell us a little bit about the new book coming out that you're promoting? Art Camacho. I know that name from somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you might. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Art Camacho and I uh, wrote a book. I try to write a book every year. Uh, I've got about uh, nine, nine books out. And um, I really wanted to do something with Art Camacho. You know, he's a very well-known director, and he's done so much for the community, and uh, he's made it, you know, from the Valario, uh, fighting all odds to make it as a film director. So it's a huge accomplishment. And I've been bugging him to death to do a book. And finally he agreed, and we did a book together. 
and it's called Our Camacho, uh, A Filmmaker's Journey, and that just came out a few days ago. We just got the copies, and uh, we're going to have a book signing there at Dragon Fest so everybody can get the new book. And uh, I'm very excited about it and very happy for Art, you know, that he has a, a place in legacy as an author as well, and then people get to know him uh, a little bit more. So that's going to be at a special book signing there at Dragon Fest and then later a book signing at the museum. But uh, nice. everybody can meet him there and get a signature right on the book, and that'll be very special. Yes, right on. So get your book, folks. <laughs> All about Absolutely. Art Camacho. Absolutely. Right on. Congratulations again, Spidey. Um, thanks for calling. And we'll uh, hopefully, I'll talk to you hopefully soon. And I think you've gone. So thanks, Spidey. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and mute his mic. All right. Um, right on. So, Bob, do do we have any other questions to Michael about uh, Dragon Fest? Because we don't want to give it all well, away. I mean, there's got to be some surprises. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I, lo- I love the fact it's going to be so interactive with the, the hula and the, the uh, uh, silk dancing. The, the, Everything is going to be interactive with the audience, which is going to be really mm-hmm. cool. Uh, we're going to have we're going to auction off dinners with, with the, some of the guests that are going to be there. Uh, mm-hmm. Is there anything else that we're, we're missing, Michael, you would at this moment care to share? Uh, you guys have pretty much covered it all. You know, I, it's going to be a really fun event and, um, I just love the response that we get from it. Uh, it's just a, it's just a wonderful time there. It's not like, you know, you go to these other conventions and you, you look at all the booths and all that and it's kind of neat, but here you, you, you've got a connection to almost every booth, you know, it's, it's part of you, the thing you love martial arts and it makes it so special. And you get to meet these guys right there and meet everybody there. And how exciting is that? And, you know, one of our people even got discovered at the museum, Cristo Santos, uh, for that new show with Man at Arms. Because oh, yeah. one of the executives came to the museum, which will be at Dragon Fest. So um, uh, bring your resumes. No, no, don't bring your resumes. <laughs> but uh, it'll be a great time and people have a lot of fun. They should that'll do acting drive, in front of the drive, guy's booth. That'll drive Art absolutely batty. I know that. That'll drive him batty. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Okay, but, folks, don't bring your resume and shove it in Art's face. I'll tell you that much right now. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> but, you know, how cool is this, you know? you can actually meet the directors of these movies and the producers of the movies and all that right there. You know, how convenient. And uh, this is just a wonderful time. It's a fundraiser again for the museum. And uh, I know as a community, we're going to do just wonderful things together and help the museum grow. So I hope Mm -hmm. everybody can come and enjoy Dragon Fest and have a blast. Have a blast, folks. Dragonfestexpo.com. Get your tickets. And just for a little bit more, I think it's $5 more, you can get your ticket to Dragon Fest VIP event at the Martial Arts History Museum the next day, August 6th. So come on out, you guys. It'll be fun. Woo! (laughs) And let's see here. We got Robbie Lee. That is... That's listening. And he's talking to David Reed. So, David... Check your check your email because Robbie Lee just messaged you and Lady Lelaine um, 
about the uh, Legacy Hall of Fame Awards. So check your email, David. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, cool. Well, I am so looking forward to flying down uh, this Friday uh, for Dragon Fest. I'm looking forward to seeing you and everybody else this weekend. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. It'll be awesome. It'll be awesome. So with that said, um, by all means, Michael, you can uh, join us for the rest of this uh, discussion. But uh, we're going to open the phone lines now for our open discussion of the of the night. It is open floor here at the dojo. You can do whatever you want. You can spar. You can do kata. You can do whatever you want. Actually, we can talk about whatever we want regarding martial arts. So give us a call, 347-677-0699. And uh, let us know what uh, – what you want to talk about. In fact, let me go ahead and check uh, my notes here because I sent a shout out out there to ask people what they'd want to talk about today. If, uh, if listening to the show, but I'm going to go ahead and start. Um, kind of, I saw this, I saw this thing on one of the martial arts forums, um, like a few days ago, and I actually heard about this happening from uh, a prior student of mine also. So I kind of want to address this. So I'm going to ask all of you out there, what do you all think about non-martial artists or people with very little martial arts experience teaching kids how to do martial arts kicking and punching? We want to hear about. We want to hear what you guys think. So you can comment down below or down below, depending on how you're looking at this. I don't know what side the comments would be on. <laughs> if you're looking on Facebook, this side, that side, or down below, um, comment down below or give us a call three four seven six seven seven zero six nine nine. So, so yeah. So this particular um, thread comes from. Uh, MarshallTalk.com, and um, this thread is pretty recent. It was uh, it was actually put up on the 21st um, of July, and uh, somebody just wanted some feedback. Oh, who's calling? Don't don't call me. No, don't call. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hold on. Shoot. Resume. Sorry, sorry, folks. Somebody just tried calling me, and that's that's not cool. <laughs> Sorry, folks. You guys, okay, so please don't call me <laughs> on this phone while I'm on the air because it will cut everything out, so don't call me. Don't call. Don't call. Don't call my cell phone. Don't call the other, don't call the other number also that we have listed because it's on my phone. So please, folks. <laughs> Otherwise, we cut out. Okay, so. Someone called our um, other studio number, but uh, but no, call 347-677-0699. Let me say that again, 347-677-0699. Please do not call the number that is on our Dynamic Dojo Facebook page because that's technically the office number, and I'm not going to answer that. Um, sorry about that. So anyway, back to what I was saying. There was uh, somebody on MarshallTalk.com that wanted some wanted to get people's opinions. Um, um, well, I'll read it. Okay. 
there's an a there's a girls association um in this person's area of town that uh, has classes and one of the class activity cards um for the youngest section which is uh, ages 5 through 7 uh, one of these activity cards is karate and it's and the card says things like ray is karate for bow karate they, they they made it sound like it was a language okay it's karate for bow <laughs> And karate is done in a dojo. Okay, so whatever. That, that's neither here nor there. But the leaders of this group tells girls how to make a fist in a way like make two thumbs up signs and curl your thumbs across your fingers and you've made a fist. And go around punching and chopping into the air. And then they play karate tennis with balloons and stuff like that. And um, <clears throat> now this person actually emailed the leaders of this group. And said that, uh, and kind of voiced his concerns about teaching kids how to punch if they're not punching correctly. They're going to end up, you know, punching mitts and and dislocating their wrists or injuring their their fingers or uh, or injuring their elbows, even hyperextending their elbows. And he actually asked, "How are these kids punching?" And they said. They were punching with bent wrists and straight elbows with a lot of force. Now, the instructor of this particular group had been doing boxer size, air quotes, and thought punching was just making a fist and throwing your arm about. So, with that said, I want to hear what you guys think. What do you guys think? <laughs> what do you guys think? And... And uh, Janie's saying, S-M-D-H, shaking my damn head. <laughs> That's what she's doing. Now, Bob says, if they have little to no formal training, they shouldn't even be teaching. They're not a martial artist. They're a martial hack. Agreed, Bob. Thanks for throwing that in, Mr. Robinson. So what else do you guys do? Let's, let's go ahead. Yeah, exactly. Let's start with uh, my Bob. Bob Deal, what do you think about this, this guy's story? Well, I I agree with Bob Robinson that uh, if you don't have any training, any any body mechanics behind it, you should not be teaching bad habits to begin mm-hmm. with, and you're going to end up. Is it these kids or adults are going to end up injuring themselves? I've got I've got Please. a hyperextension on my elbow because I had some, I was training years and years ago, probably the early '90s, and. I was punching the focus mitts with somebody, and we were right in the middle of a, 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 a I was right in the middle of a right punch, and he moved the focus mitt. Oh, man. So they, they, they do not have the right to be teaching t- t- kids or adults because they're just going to end up hurting themselves. Yeah. Now, uh, David Reed says, yes, it could be dangerous. Oh, somebody else's. Ah. Uh. No, don't call. Uh, don't call not this. me. Sorry. No, it's somebody from 661. Okay, you guys, please don't. Please don't call. 661, that's down by me. Yeah, please don't call, folks. Please do not call the number that's listed on our Dynamic Dojo Facebook page. That is our office number, and it dials in. It's, it, it, it actually reroutes to my cell phone. And when cell phone calls come into my phone, which I'm broadcasting from right now, it pauses my 
my Facebook feed. So please don't call that. Please call 347-677-0699. So if you're from area code 661, please write this number down. 347-677-0699. Please do not call the number that's listed on the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page because that's the office number. It's not the live broadcast number. All right. Now, so... Bob Bob Robinson thinks it's really funny that I refer to you as my Bob. <laughs> Bob. <laughs> Otherwise, if I just say Bob, then both of y'all are, are going to prick your ears up and go, what? What's going on? So um, let's see. David says, um, is everybody still there? Bob, are you still there? Oh, yeah, I'm still here. Okay, just wondering. I'm still here. So David L. Reed says, yes, it could be dangerous and because he saw that at the YMCA with a group called the Young Olympians. Now, I want to talk a little bit about Young Olympians because I taught for them very briefly, very briefly. Um, and, uh, uh, and Bob, didn't you know someone that also taught for Young Olympians also? No, I taught for Young Champions, which I don't know if it's young the same champions. thing or not. Okay. Uh, Young Olympians, um, it's, a, it's a group that contracts out uh, martial arts instructors. And I actually, this was like back in the early 90s, I actually saw an ad in the paper for this group at a local boys and girls club that was looking for a karate instructor. So I called the number, talked to the people, um, basically gave them my resume and my experience and stuff like that. And I was already at that time, um, I was a second degree black belt and had already been teaching since 1982. So they thought, Oh, Hey, you, you know, you've, you've got the experience. Um, and they hired me. However, however, I could not teach my style per se. I could teach basically generic karate. Okay. Um, and I, but here's the thing here, here, this was the issue I had at the time was I could teach my styles kata, um, but I couldn't teach the style per se. Right. I know it's hard to explain, but I, you know, I couldn't teach, I couldn't say that they were learning butokukan karate. Um, I had to say that they were learning young champions, martial arts. My issue with that was that if I was going to be teaching the kata, that I felt it was proper to tell them, you know, what style they were learning, at least a bit of the history, um, you know, the upline uh, lineage and stuff like that, because that's my thing, right? And uh, they wanted none of that. And um, a couple of my Butokukan students, um, that I actually got as students came from the Young Olympians. Um, and they have their own tournaments where only schools that uh, participate in the Young Olympians program can compete in. Um, but keep in mind that they, they contract out. So, you know, if you're a first-year black belt and you're the only thing available in that YMCA or that YWCA or community or, or center or whatever, they'll, they'll probably hire you. Now, I'm not I don't want to talk ill about it because, you know, some teachers that teach for young Olympians are very skilled and have a lot of years under their belts. But, you know, there are a few places that get the first year belts and stuff like that and just don't have the, the experience yet on how to deal with a bigger class. 
So, you know, you got to, got to watch what you're what you're joining folks just got to watch what you're joining okay uh john lupo says i'll hold them while you punch them (laughs) 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 Those, those, (laughs) those people at this program mario says people like like those that for instance do boxer size all of a sudden become experts and these places are a bad example uh, uh, on proper practitioners. I agree, Mario. Good good point there. We have uh, Shifu, Peter Chan watching. Hello, Shifu. Uh, Janie says, I hope these kids like their growth plates pinned and screwed. I'm serious. Right? Getting one of these fractures. I hate these fractures. Or these fractures. Those suck. Or those fractures. Yeah. In the elbow. Those really suck. So, you know, for anyone to think that all you have to do is ball up your fist or even put on boxing gloves or boxer size gloves and just throw in your fists about, forget it, folks. I mean, it, it's body mechanics, folks. Body mechanics. Now, Bob Robinson says, I agree with Bob. It just creates a bad foundation that will have to be corrected with additional work. And, hey, the 661 is me. Hey, so, Mitch. Mitch, 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 Mitch. So 661 was Mitch. Mitch, write this number down, 347, 677-0699. So, so you can see it. Mitch Scheimer. All 347 Six seven seven zero six nine nine. Okay, that way we can actually get to you there, Mitch, because we'd love to talk to you and get your take on this. Um, let's see, we got Lady Lelaine watching. Hi, Lady. Lady's also on our crew that uh, we'll be uh, seeing at Dragon Fest. So come on, come out to Dragon Fest, everybody, and say hi to the crew. Me and Bob will be there. Lady's going to be there. Kathy Long's going to be there. So come on out. Um, Rick Bear says, no way. I'm like, yeah, way. People like punching like this. We got Joyce Lynn Liu watching. Hi, Joyce Lynn. Uh, Hanshi Thaddeus Kazakowski is watching. We've got, uh, uh, Grandmaster Julio Estevez watching. Uh, John Lupo says about this subject about non-martial artists teaching kids how to kick and punch. He says, sounds familiar. There was a Taekwondo school in Arkansas that only held their tournaments between schools. That was it? Between schools, that's it? That's it? Anyway. Um, yeah, Janie, you beat me to the phone number. <laughs> so let's bring up Mitch's phone here. Let me get the let's get the mic up here. Mitch, Mitch, are you there? Hey. Yes, hey. Hey, what's up? What up? Thanks for giving the number again. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't, you know, I'm not a non-martial artist, but... My problem with my age and my race and my country, just I have to teach these people. To me, I'm a student too. I'm trying to learn, right. but they see an older person and they make me their token child, you know? So mm. I, that's kind of the stuff that I've run into for the last few years. Every school that I join, it's, you know, hey, I'm older, I'm different. I'm usually one, the only one or two adults. So I would be used mm-hmm. as teaching when 
where, when am I going to learn myself, you know? Oh, wow. So, um... I've given calisthenics and warm-ups and everything, and there's people that they have like a eighth or ninth degree, and I'm like, don't you know this stuff? Aren't you taught to do it? And they're just giving me a blank stare. <laughs> okay, so I'm a white belt. I'm a, you know, two, three steps up, intermediate, and you guys are higher. Right. Shouldn't you be teaching me? So I just run into I just the wrong schools, and now I'm at a loss again. I guess my busting my knee has been a blessing. You know, I can work on myself and... But then where do I go from now, you know? Do I really want to, my, as I said, my my age and my race and, you know, I don't know. I just, it, it's hard to hmm. keep in there. It really is. Yeah. I mean, see, and that's, that's, that's concerning because, like you said, you know, if you're the one being roped to teach, you know, a kid's class, when are you going to learn? So, Bob, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? You know, <laughs> you know, I don't know if I have thoughts on that, but she's right. Sometimes you're roped into it. You shouldn't be roped into it as a white belt when you have these, I'm sure, eighth, ninth degree, 19-year-old kids. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I said it that loud again. It's my age and my race. Like I'm supposed to be some kind of fancy grandmaster or some crap. No, I'm really a student, and I'm there, and I'm a paying student. And no disrespect, if I'm not getting the treat, uh, the the uh, schooling that I'm paying for, I'm going to leave. You know, it doesn't make me a bad right. person. I'm just on my journey. Exactly. You know? right. right. But it's perception. Right. It's my looks and it's my age. And, oh, here's an adult. We'll just make her a glorified babysitter. Well, when, when, when do I get to learn? What about me? You know? Exactly. I don't respect that. I don't respect that. Well, you know, um, listen, Lady Lelaine says, LOL, Mitch, age doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know doesn't. that. I know that. It yeah. doesn't. It doesn't. No. It it doesn't matter as far as being a student, but I guess. Well, I guess it depends on where you're. You know what? You know what the teacher of that particular school is thinking. So you know, if they think, okay, you know, they're an they're an adult, and blah blah blah. Why don't you help me out teaching these kids? You know. Sorry, because you know, because it's like, you know. Yeah, I've been to schools and like you will open a school, and I'm like, I don't want to open a school. No, you need to open a school. I'm like, but that's not what I want. That is what you want. You followed your dream. I'm just a paying, and I know, you know, I know what I want out of training. Or maybe you know, they just, it's like, okay, here comes another adult. I can sit on my ass and collect the money. I, I don't respect that. That ain't right. Cool, you know. <laughs> now here's a, here's a question that came through the ticker here. Janie asks. Are you teaching other white belts, or are you teaching, like, a class full of several color ranks? Yeah, they're all above me. I'm staring at them like, hey, don't you know this? Don't you know this form? Uh, don't you know how to go through the warm-up, calisthenics? Haven't you learned your stances? Whoa, are you serious? So you're teaching? Yeah. Wow. Wow. As I said, I just, because I'm just an odd thing. If you make me a token because I look different, sound different, or I'm an adult, but... I'm a student, and I want to pay to learn. So, you know, yeah, where do you go? How do you get all of these stuff? Right. Wow. Um, well, you know, at, at this point, Mitch, because, you know, you're paying, you're, if you're paying money to learn and you're spending most of your time, you know, babysitting kids. That's what I call it, babysitting. Yeah, it just bugs the crap out of me. Then, then really what... 
you know, what I would say, and, you know, maybe everyone else here on the, on the thread can help me out with this. What I would say is bring your, bring your um, concerns up with your instructor and say, you know, yeah, I don't mind helping, but when am I going to learn? You know? Cause yeah, and I've been told, oh, yes, I will teach you, yes, I will teach you, but if you don't put your money where your mouth is and I've given you a month and you, you know, then I was like, okay, this isn't the place and I need well, to Well, exactly. So. Because at this point, if you're a student, you're basically paying to teach, and that shouldn't be the case. You're paying to be instructed at that point. So. As I you said, know, I get that, I guess, because of my, my age or something, and you know what I mean? Or Well, I guess... doesn't mean I don't know anything about five-year-olds can pick up a form like that. Yeah, well, I would I would imagine that it's just because you're an adult, and, you know, kids will look yep. to other adults as, as, as uh, authority figures and stuff like that. But yeah. definitely, you know, if it's... If you feel comfortable with it, you should bring, you know, those concerns up. And if the instructor is a good instructor, they will hear you out instead of, you know, getting all bent out of shape or anything like that. Now, John Lupo is on the ticker here, and he says, I think some places just see kids as easy money. That really ticks me off because that my poor kids are not getting the best education they could be getting. Um, In my travels, I've seen some places where that's, where that's happened and um janie goes wtf um uh, and, and, and no we, we we understood it john so no worries um i got my friend jerry lynn watching hi jerry lynn and lady says that's a sad experience mitch everyone everyone knows with whom you trained with um john lupo says i tend to trust my instincts when it comes to school yeah basically that's um, what I do. Yeah, like, see, after six, eight months, if I ain't getting what I'm paying for and this ain't going to work, I'm leaving, you know. But that's yeah. the end of the world to them. But, like, I'm on my journey, and I'm I'm old-fashioned. I'm like a 70s, 80s girl. You just don't get the quality that you do 30 years ago. So I'm still on my journey, still on my path, and this whole leg thing, I guess, right. you know, is maybe it's a blessing. I just need to just crawl back under the rock I came from or something, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm trying to keep trying, but... Yeah. Now Mario Mario says here in the comments he says it seems like the the gym that Mitch is going to is all about politics and the instructor sounds like a waste of hashtag 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 hashtag. <laughs> so now you know I you know we don't mean to speak ill of anyone you know because no, that's not who we are. But now how long have you been studying at this at this place, Mitch? Uh, I'm on my fourth school. Well, I'm about to pick a fourth school. So, as I said, I'm still kind of lost. I spent uh, eight, ten months with one person. Nope. Okay. Nope. Uh, eight, ten months with one person. Nope. Okay. Then the next is like, you know, and then my le- whole leg splat thing, which people are on right. my back all the time. That's like negligent training. They have me do stuff that I probably shouldn't have done at my level. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And now, and I'm a, and now I'm like, okay, step back. It's I'm just too old to waste this time, and, you know, I want to get stuff done. I want to achieve. I'm just not getting the quality or finding people, you know, and I want to I want to achieve stuff. I don't want to get stuff done. And, and you know, as I said, being right. an older female and just something different, I'm not your token prize child. Why would you have me teach people or babysit for you? What about me? I want to learn, you know. Well, well, you know, I don't think it's so much that they look at you as like a token I'm thinking that they just look at you as just another adult 
that can be an extra pair of eyes and hands and, you know, to make things easier for the instructor, basically. However, now, let me, uh, let, let me back up a little bit. In most martial arts, when, when a student gets to an advanced level, some, some schools will say, well, now you have to kind of help be an assistant because at that point, like let's say green belt, brown belt, you know, or even blue belt or whatever, you know, intermediate to advanced rank, they, it said that you learn as you teach, right? Because me personally, I'm a firm believer in that if you can't break down a technique to its simplest, uh, to its simplest components to be able to get it across to a beginner, then you shouldn't be teaching in your own school. However, if you're a student assistant, right, you learn a lot about how to break stuff down into a simple into its simplest components, and that too will aid you in your learning. Um, yeah, I understand that too, that but that's just not what I'm getting. It's like later. here's a person, yeah. Yeah, I get that. that usually doesn't happen. But in my, my problem, later. my situation is here's you're an adult. You know, I'm left to my own devices. So you know, right. I'm like I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting for that at the end, but I'm not given the chance. So you know. Yeah. Well, you know, everyone on the thread here is saying no. Don't give up looking for a good school. And and uh, <laughs> you know, Janie's Janie's saying you know what style are you learning now? Maybe you need to find something that fits your body. Because of your knee, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. Now, yeah. Now I'm, I'm wondering. Yeah, I try to go back to kickboxing or Filipino foot fighting, but then most of the stuff like Taekwondo, that's like the equivalent of the same thing. So yeah, I, I just mm. don't know. I, I'm not. I'm high energy, get stuff done, bam, 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 and I want to fight, but I have to think now. Well, I can't afford for this to happen again, and and it's like, well, I don't like exactly, form, but I, you know. Because that's kind of, as exactly. you know, I was talking to you about Tai Chi, how slow that is, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So, because mm-hmm. in my perspective yeah. from Australia, you're just old men in the park waving your arms. I'm like, how am I getting something from that? You know what I mean? As opposed to like, you know, you, you know what? <laughs> and I'm, I'm just going to plug it because, you know what? Bob knows where oh, this is don't. going. Don't, don't do it. <laughs> no, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say, take any one of the, no, I'm just going to say, take any one of the forms that you do know and try to do it as if someone had slowed down a video of you doing it um, and as slow as you can. And I guarantee you, your mm-hmm. legs are going to feel it. Your legs are going yeah. to feel it. And it's not as easy as it looks because the, I know, the my personality, my brain, the way you explain things when we've done Tai Chi, I'm like, that sticks in my mind. Sweep the yeah. sky, paint paint the ceiling, uh, change the light bulb, that kind of stuff sticks in me, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's the, well, that's the thing. And, you know, regardless of what art you learn, it's just a matter of finding the right teacher. That's the key. Is you know, That's what like, I'm on a, my path journey to find. Exactly. You know, in a, in a ocean of like karate instructors, let's just say karate instructors, you know, each, each teacher is going to be a little bit different and you need to find, you need to take the time to find that teacher that resonates with you. Um, it's not necessarily about style either. You know, you might find another. No, I could care less know, because I'm, I'm, um, well, you see, uh, some people, they're pigeonholed. I'm, I'm equal moonbeam for all. Just because you do judo or just, oh, well, my karate is better than yours. My teacher, I, I don't find all that bullshit. 
We're under right. one umbrella. We should be able to learn more than one style, not be pigeonholed, not be, you know, it's, it's, not, a, it's not a cult. It's, to me, it's called sportsmanship. We support everybody, whether you like their style or not. Right. You know, but some people don't like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I just yeah, find something that uh, will stick with me and resonate with me, and that's what I'll gravitate towards. I'm just, yeah, at a loss right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, honey, you'll, you'll find something. Hey, we've got David Bordeaux listening, and uh, David Bordeaux says, um, I can't read my comments. David Bordeaux says, yes, slow the form. Slow is smooth. Smooth is fast. Um, and David also says the right teacher can modify any style for the student, any style. Um, and a uh, quick shout out to David Bordeaux. He's got his own podcast show. It's the David Bordeaux Show. Look it up right here on Facebook. David Bordeaux, B-O-R-D-E. It is. And it yeah, and it's spelled really cool too. And it's spelled B O R D E A U X. David Bordeaux, B O R D E A U X. Check out his show. Lots of great um, uh, martial artists on his show too. Check it out. Look him up. Look him up. John Lupo says, "I want to see how it is structured. I want to see how it is structured. Teaches the lesser talented students. It takes a true master to teach those." Others who would turn away. <laughs> so I, I, I think I get. I think I got what you're saying. Oh yeah, I want to see how this instructor teaches the lesser talented students. It takes a true master to teach those who other instructors would turn away. <clears throat> David says, "Thank you for the shout out. My pleasure, brother. Awesome, awesome, awesome." <laughs> um, so yeah, you know, I mean, like I said, you know, we don't want to speak ill about anyone. So you know. Pretty much. Oh, I never do. No, but see, my experience yeah, too that's not who is, we are. if I ask questions, that makes me the bad guy. Well, to me, I'm just a student learning. I'm asking questions because I don't know. You know, I'm just right. to sit there and shut my mouth. Yeah, and they'll, they'll just right. put you on busy work in the corner just to get rid of you. <laughs> yeah, no, so. that's not how it is right now for you, is it? It's not. It's not like, you know, if you ask a questions, you're if you're asking questions, you're the bad guy. It's not like that now, is it? Should I haven't trained since May. I've not stepped foot in one single school, and I'm, you know, still dealing with my knee, knee thing. I'm like 99% there. I still have one more surgeon checkup to go, and I've digressed. I can't, my leg can't even touch, my ankle can't even touch my butt anymore because I haven't done nothing for the last month. You know, so. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, because yeah, for some reason I thought that you were currently at, at whatever school is that, that is. Oh, no. Um, Okay. Nope. Nope. Haven't done nothing. It's and uh, and that's the thing too is just I call it sportsmanship. You know, and if if you consider yourself family, you will check on people. Like, so I appreciate people that take the time to remember my name and ask how you doing, because they're obviously right. generally interested. You know what I mean? As opposed to like, oh, mm-hmm. they just look over your head like you know one, or yeah, you're just a right. student, or just paying your paycheck. We don't care. You know what I mean? So. No, haven't right. done a single thing. Had no contact, nothing. Haven't done a single wow. thing, but I can get back into it now. I'm just, yeah, scared and. Uh, wow. I just was interested in your topic. I have the experience of, of yeah, non-martial arts. I wouldn't say I'm a non-martial artist, but like mm-hmm. someone teaching people that have been there for three years and they're just like giving you a blank stare. You know what I mean? <laughs> Instead of yeah. my age or yeah. race or something or because I'm an adult, you know. 
Yeah. I, I don't think it has anything to do with age or race or whatever. I think it's just that particular school. Let's take a phone call, Bob. We've got area code 270. Wait, 270. You're Thank on you for your time. Show. I'll get off the line. So, um, okay. Thanks, Mitch. Thing. Thanks, Mitch. Yeah, we'll see, you next weekend. see you next weekend. All right, area code 270, you're on Dynamic Dojo with Christina and Robert. Who's this? It's Jane. Hey, I didn't want Mitch to get off yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, hello. <laughs> well, I was just going to comment that, you know, it, if she's teaching other white belts and she's had enough training to teach basics, then right. she's fine. If she and if she's just teaching warm ups and stuff like that, that's actually helping her learn to be in front of a class. So that's actually right. not a bad thing. It's only a bad thing when she's getting up to like yellow belts and higher. Um, uh, yeah. As far as her her knee is concerned, I had tore my ACL clean in half and I had it replaced, and Ooh. it took me over to get it back where it needs to be. And she and I have Dang. been kind of talking all. That yeah, and my form, my back leg when I'm in a front stance is never going to be straight. It's oh not man! But it, but it'll still get strong enough to where you can hold your stance. She just mm-hmm. has to get slow and easy. And there are parts of my form that I do where I'm supposed to jump up and do a 360 and land, you know, in a knife hand. Um, mm-hmm. Well, that's not happening. So you alter your form to fit your knees. So exactly. instead, of the three, instead of the 360, I jump straight up, knees coming up to my shoulders, and then I come down in my knife hand. And it, mm-hmm. it's more comfortable. Uh-huh. She just has to, when she finds the right instructor, Mm-hmm. He will teach exactly. He needs to do alter all that stuff. And by God, if I was still a Cali girl, I'd be so there for her. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I know you would. I know you would, sister. Oh that my goodness. My heart oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying it breaks my heart that she's not getting the instruction that she needs. You know. Uh, yeah, it breaks my heart too to hear that that they're having her instruct or or not instruct but you know uh, assist or coach um right. while she's paying. She's paying for that. Um yeah, now well, you know like I said earlier I I can see it happening if you're like, you know, getting close to an advanced rank or whatever, right? Cuz you know, when I was, you know, a brown belt, you had to have a certain amount of assist assisting hours before you could before you could be eligible for black belt, right? Right. And that's just as an assistant, right. and the, and the teacher is there, and you're just you know a coach or whatever. You don't have your own class or whatever. You you know you just needed right. those those hours and stuff. And um, sure, it's just so yeah. It's sad. It's sad that Mitch right now is in that situation. That's- Right. Well, I, I hope that she can find somebody. Maybe when she when she's a hundred percent, if she feels like that's what she needs, to do. she needs to work the knee out now, but slow with like one of those elastic bands. Oh um, yeah. Hang her, 
hang her knee over the edge of her bed and just let the natural weight pull it down and help straighten it out. Because mm-hmm. when she starts strengthening that knee, it, it's going to be so much better for her. Now, my knee, I don't know what they did. I don't know if there's scar tissue underneath it, but it feels like crap all the time. I mean, I feel like oh. I've got something racing there all the time. But, you know, like right now I've got KT tape on it. So, I mean, especially pounding the floor when I'm on my on my uh, my beat. You mm-hmm. know, after a while, it starts to, to tear down that knee a little bit. But, you yeah. know, it, it's in a constant pain. So, whatever. I just suck it up and go with, you know, deal with it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I think something more hands-on, you know, if she can do a keto without doing the floor crawl, uh, I forgot what it was oh, called. Oh, yeah, the Chico, yeah. Yes, uh, if she can get by not doing that, because I can't do that anymore, but the more basic moves and the hand techniques and stuff, you know, she can she can do uh, Ken Con and, and stuff like that. That's mm-hmm. easy stuff. Yeah, exactly, exactly, so... You know, th- think about so, that, Mitch. You know, you can look into Aikido and just, you know, tell your tell the sensei that you can't do, uh, you can't do suariwaza. You can't do kneeling techniques because of your knee. Um, and the, the, right. when I was taking Aikido, there were plenty of people with back problems and that couldn't take ukemi, and uh, people right. that um, couldn't do, you know, shiko or suariwaza or anything like that. So they just modified everything for those students and they made it to black belt so oh sure and age has yeah. nothing to do with because i'm older than mitch and <laughs> and if i can do all that good stuff especially you kimmy waza then i do that a lot <laughs> yeah yeah right now john lupo says i honestly did get turned away from a school once because i have small hands and feet what what what? <laughs> he says, I know a lot of what I say sounds like get garbage, but it's happened to me. Okay, I, we want we want this story, John, so start typing, buddy. We want, we want to know what, what, how, do, how does one get turned away from a dojo because they've got, like, small hands and feet? How does that happen? No kidding. What? <laughs> I'm curious. Start typing, buddy. <laughs> How does that work? Oh, my God. Uh, so yeah. we've got about 10 minutes left to our broadcast. Give us a call, 347-677-0699, and let's, uh, let's talk about anything martial arts. We were just talking about um, uh, earlier, we were talking about non-martial artists teaching martial art uh teaching martial arts to kids and then we were talking to mitch scheimer who was talking about paying for uh, a martial arts class but being roped into uh assistant teaching and not being taught herself and that's a sad situation so let's uh let's go ahead and see uh what uh, what else we can talk about now i was going to mention something about um, along the same lines of the first subject we were talking about, and that's the non-martial artists teaching other martial artists. Now, here's here's another take on this. Here's a variation now. What do you guys think of martial arts students who are not advanced rank or black belt rank 
that attempt teach their kids or their friends. Um, no. Because I've I've met several people that have done that. I've and I've met several people, other other people that kind of brag that they're teaching their friend, and. <clears throat> And uh, to tell you the truth, one of my prior students actually said, oh, well, yeah, I'm teaching my son and this and that and the other. And I'm like, what? What? You can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you haven't done anything in 20 years, you can't do that. <laughs> if you teach them then you are up for suspension. There is no taekwondo really? of any to be taught outside of the dojang. Oh, wow. Sorry, my, my mm-hmm. feet kind of went away there for a second. Um, no, wow. What about, what about you, Bob? Type... Sorry, Janie, I was just trying to see if Bob was still there. What? What? <laughs> no, yeah, I was just here. saying, what do you, I was just saying, what do you think about martial arts students that aren't even advanced ranks or black belts that try to teach their kids or their friends? You know, I don't like it because we're going back to the they're not qualified. But that oh, right. through the years, I've heard so many stories about oh, I've I've got a group now, and they're like green belt or even less yellow belt. Or they yellow they, belt. They they, they they or they're still white belt and yeah, oh, absolutely. They just start teaching their friends, and they're teaching them all wrong. It it gets wow. really frustrating. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, we got, we, it looks like we lost George and now he's back. George, you back? You're back. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> okay. Now, did you have a, did you have a, a comment on that, on that particular question that I posed? Well, I remember going to a tournament one time and this, uh, one guy, he was in his, looked like mid twenties. Uh, I thought it was odd because his, uh, uniform looked like it was brand new. His black belt looked like it was brand new. It had just been tied for the first time, and he was uh, <laughs> and he and he was teaching this this youngster uh, who who looked like he was a white belt, but he was just in like in sweatpants or whatever. So he was like a new student or whatever, and he was teaching him to uh, to when he's making a fist. To put his thumb inside his fist because it makes a, a, a he, the way he said it, it made it a, a more solid fist. And I had to step oh in God. and go, oh, no, 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 no. You will break your thumb in a heartbeat if you try to hit someone with that. And he's like, no, no, no that's not how it works. So I go, fine, you go ahead and make a fist. All right, the way you say to make a fist, you hit my hand. You tell me how it feels. And he hit, he hit my hand as wow. hard as he could. And all of a sudden, oh, God, he, said, he starts screaming. I was like, I told you. You don't do that. <laughs> oh, man. Man, oh, man. Yeah. I got another uh... time where I was I was doing a, sort of a tournament, but we were doing a breaking uh, demonstrations. And so I had these, uh, like, clay roofing tiles. Mm-hmm. And I was going to go ahead and punch him, and so I put I put a bandana around my eyes. It's all right, fine. I put this this roofing tile to my left and this roofing tile to my right. I was going to punch them both with mm-hmm. both of my fists and the roofing mm-hmm. tiles, and, and they're like you know two feet long, so it doesn't take much to break those. 
Mm-hmm. But as I was punching, because my, I had a band-aid over my eyes so I couldn't see what they were doing, the person mm-hmm. pushed the, uh, the, the roofing tile into my punch. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. In, in their eyes, they were trying to do it to make it more of an impact on my punch. But what that did, it changed where I thought the roofing tile was. So mm-hmm. instead of hitting the roofing tile with my two knuckles the way I should have had, should have hit it, I hit it with like the bottom of my fist, and I end up breaking two fingers. Oh, well, that sucks. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. All right. Um, on the ticker here, I've got some messages from um, Dan Ross. Dan Ross um, wanted to hear a little bit about uh, the Diamond Nationals. And uh, so let's do a quick shout out to the Diamond Nationals. We've got less than 10 minutes left to our show. So the Diamond Nationals are going to be held October 6th and 7th, 2017 in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. And this is a NASCA 6A rated tournament, folks. And it's going to be held at the Doubletree Hotel um, for all of the Friday and Saturday uh, competition events um, and the nighttime finals and the Diamond Nationals after party and you know what parking is free for all competitors and hotel guests so you know um if you want more information um about the diamond nationals just go to diamondnationals.com and there's a special rate uh for all competitors um at the double tree hotel in uh, minneapolis minnesota so uh go over there diamondnationals.com also, this is uh, something that I uh, that I got as a, a suggestion to to talk about, and more than one person has talked about it, and that's respect in the martial arts. Respect. So let's talk about that for a few minutes. Respect. Now, um, getting back to what we were talking about a little bit earlier, I think respect has everything to do with with people that are not qualified to, to, or not, so let me back up. I think respect has everything to do with martial arts students who are lower rank, not even upper rank, not even black belts, you know, bragging about teaching their kids or this and that and the other. Um, because, you know, if you respect the art at all and respect, you know, the, the way things are done, wouldn't you just say, Hey, I want my kid to learn. How about I take them to a qualified instructor? Or in the case of students that are teaching their kids, you know, this is this is kind of a rant of mine, right? It's kind of like, really, if you're going to teach your kids martial arts, why not just bring them to the instructor you learned from? How's that for an idea, folks? Amen. <laughs> How's that well, for an idea? Him. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like, well, I had a student from years and years ago that that did the same thing, and he, you know, he came and visited, and he said, well, you know, I still, I still incorporate everything that you taught me, Sifu, and I've been teaching my son, and all I could do was sit there and shake my head and go, you're doing what? You're doing what? You know? Oh, hey, how about you just like bring him on over here? You know? It, he still lives in the neighborhood. Why don't you just bring him on over here? I'll teach. I'll teach him. No problem, you know, but, you know, if you're going to cut corners, you know, there you go, right? Um, yeah, Bob Robinson says, yes, yeah, support your local dojo. Claudia, 
says, tons of love. How you doing, Claudia? Um, and John says, and I always reply the same way. Let's see what he says here. I got to hit Seymour. Let me see if I can hit the button here. Then you shouldn't have too much trouble getting me to quit. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's true. Support, yeah, but getting back to it, support your local dojo. Um, so um, in the last couple minutes, let's go to Bob and uh, get his take on the importance of respect in the martial arts. In fact, we'll do another show um, after Dragon Fest in regards to all these questions that we just got um, here on the uh, here on the ticker um, on on my email. So, Bob, real quick. Okay, real quick. Respect in the martial arts is everything. Respect your students. Respect your teachers. Respect the techniques. Respect what they will do if you ever have to use them. Mm-hmm. Yes. What about you, Jamie? Uh, what are your just, thoughts on that? Go ahead. You gotta respect the person who has the experience. I mean, they've got years and years under their belts where you may not have, and you know they're teaching you their art that they don't have to do. And so right. you respect that. Person. You know, it's, I, you know, it's kind of hard to define respect because it's really kind of hard for anybody to do that anymore. Um, mm-hmm. You gotta show your appreciation for each other and, and what you do and what you teach. Exactly. Because you know, it, it's much beyond that. Yeah. Exactly. What about you, George? What are your thoughts on respect in the martial arts? Well, it goes back to what I said at previous shows that if you commanding respect and demanding respect, you know, you can't sit there and want your students to respect you just because you're a black belt or right. just because you're, you're, you're the chief instructor. All right. Mm-hmm. You have to show to them that you have the skill, you have the uh, personality, you have the, uh, the able to be personable to people, you know, you have to be able to teach somebody something and have it stick. All right? right. If you don't have all these traits, you know, it's hard for people to want to respect you. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so exactly. if you're a teacher and, and, and you, if you don't exude these traits or whatever, all you can do is demand them to respect you because I'm the teacher. So you will do what I say and you will do it how I do it, but up and up and up and up. You're going to end up right. losing students. You're going to end up, you know, being alone basically by the by the by the time the whole thing's over with, right? Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. Well, we have 90 seconds left to our broadcast, according to our Blog Talk Radio assistant. <laughs> and some of the some of the subjects that we want to put up for discussion in um, a show after 60 seconds after Dragon Fest are talking about the Dragon Fest event. Um, uh, more talk about respect in the martial arts, a um, little more about uh, upcoming uh, tournaments and other events throughout the nation, um, and uh, also taking time out to make one's art practical for combat in this day and time, i.e. keeping up with the times. Um, and I do have my own uh, opinion on that because some people just want to learn the art and not 
fight. But, you know, some people are like that. It doesn't have to be all for the ring or all for the street. That's just me. Um, another another subject that was suggested is, in karate, is it one's goal to obtain a black belt? If so, why not? What is the goal? Um, and also mm-hmm. talking about the uh, the uh, USA, uh, Mar- not the USA Martial Arts Hall of Fame, but um, the Alliance organization Jamaica trip in 2018 we're also going to be talking a little bit about humility in the martial arts humility in the martial arts so with that said folks we are running out of time and they're gonna knock me off the uh off the kicker here so (laughs) so with that said thanks for joining me and Bob and Mitch and Janie and George and Spidey and everyone else that called me today Thanks to all of you that sat in with us for the last two hours. It was great seeing, seeing you two uh, on this uh, on this broadcast, Bob Robinson. Uh, all sorts of cool little thingies that he posted on there. And uh, John Lupulson, keep that voice. What, you don't like the 16-second voice? You don't like that? And Mitch says good night to everyone else. What's that? I hope to see you this weekend. All right. Well, yes. you come out and have a safe flight, and uh, we'll see, and we'll see everyone there. And just just to uh, end the show, Mitch Scheimer says, "Yes, George. Just because you told me you must respect me, I will. Till I figure out you're doing nothing that makes me want to respect you. Amen, Mitch. All right, folks. Until next time. And just just so everybody knows, there's there's gonna be live broadcasts all weekend. Uh, through Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio and Talk TV for Dragon Fest and the Dragon Fest VIP. So keep your eyes peeled here, right here on my page, Rashida De Jesus, and the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page. Like the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page so you can get information on upcoming shows and interesting news bits. We'll see everyone next week at Dragon Fest. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.